When was the last time you visited a hospital? Do they make you feel uncomfortable? How about when you're visiting someone in the hospital and you know they're going to die? Have you ever visited someone in the hospital that you knew wasn't coming out? As part of my role here at Broadway, I get to lead a team of people who do hospital visitations. And I want to share with you a visit I recently had with a man named Ken Walker Sr. Ken was in his 80s and he and his wife raised their children in Broadway Church. Ken entered hospice care in August and went to be with the Lord just a few weeks ago. When I went to visit Ken in hospice, I asked, Ken, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think I know how to pray for you, but I would love it if you could tell me how I can pray for you. Now, even though I phrased that as a question, I was pretty sure I knew how he was going to answer. I for sure thought he was going to say that his prayer was for God to heal him. I thought for sure that that's what he was going to say. And maybe if not that, that he would say he just wanted a few more weeks to say goodbye to his kids. I was sure that's what he was going to say, but that's not what he said. As he lay there in his hospice bed, being made comfortable by the doctors and nurses because there was nothing they could do to treat his body, this mature follower of Jesus said these words, Paul, I just want God to use me in this season. As those words hung in the air like chimney smoke on a frigid day, if I'm being honest, those words shook me. Ken and many more like him were part of the generation that literally built this church. I was so impacted by his courageous prayer that even in this season, God would use him. Now, let me ask you a question. We're going to come back to it later. Think about this right now. How are you letting God use you in this season of life? Think about that and we'll come back to it at the end. Now, you might be thinking, Paul, that's a very inspirational story. But what does it have to do with Global Outreach Sunday? I thought the advertisement said that this was Global Outreach Sunday. Well, I want you to listen to the following words, which are copied and pasted straight from our church website under the section entitled, Our Strategy. Our outreach strategy also includes meeting the needs of our community, our province, and our world in very practical ways. Through the City Reach Care Society, we can mobilize our why by partnering with schools, running a food bank, feeding the underprivileged, and organizing events for the families in our community. And through our Global Outreach Fund, we mobilize our why by partnering with university ministries in our province, while internationally we help build schools, drill fresh water wells, and respond to humanitarian disasters, as well as support the personal budgets of people who feel called across the globe to serve in their country of burden. All this is done so that those in our city, our province, and our world can experience the purest love imaginable. What we're saying with this statement is that God use us in this season. I'm so glad that in those first few weeks of the pandemic, when City Reach had the opportunity to receive donated food at an amount like never before, I'm so glad they didn't say, no, it's just not a good time. They answered by saying, yes, Lord, use City Reach in this season. And look what happened. Our Food for Families ministry has seen a tenfold increase, now serving over 1,000 families per week and becoming Vancouver's largest fresh food bank. Today, I'm here representing our global outreach ministry. We have 14 international and personal global partners that are scattered across our province and our world, extending the purest love imaginable to others. In churches, there's always this danger of slipping into a maintenance mode where we focus on maintaining what we have and forgetting about the lost. We often think that the church is here for us. We forget that we are the church and we are here for a lost world. We are here for God to use us in this season and every season. Now, there are many metaphors in scripture about staying and planting yourself firm. 
But all of those metaphors deal with getting through the storms of life. The metaphors of scripture that talk about the purpose of the church are all about going. Jesus talks about leaving the 99 to save the one. The Bible is essentially a diary full of missionary stories. The gospel is a message for lost people. I remember being eight years old and wanting to help my mom bake a cake for my sister's birthday. I got up to the counter and I thought, Mom, I got this. I can do this. As I prepared the mixture from the box to bake the cake, I I got it all the way to the oven before my gracious and loving mom reminded me that I had forgotten one really important ingredient, the eggs. When the church forgets the world that it lives in, it's, it's like a cake without eggs. It's something, but it ceases to be the church that God intended. So we can agree the church has many responsibilities, but it undoubtedly has the mission to share the good news of Jesus with the world. City Reach is helping us accomplish this mission locally. Our global outreach ministry helps us accomplish this mission worldwide. So how can God use us in this season to accomplish his purposes across the world? How can we let God use us in this season? Well, let's remember these three important truths as we consider this. First, Broadway Church is an incubator for global outreach. The local church is a place where global workers are born, and it has always been the incubator for global outreach. Historically, missions or global outreach has been done out of a local church. It was based in a local church when God was about to launch the first great global outreach movement through Paul, who was an early church leader. This movement was based out of the local church in Antioch. A local church was God's starting point, and it should be our starting point. Let's read from the book of Acts, chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The church in Antioch was an incubator for global outreach, and Broadway Church has a wonderful history of being an incubator for global outreach. Of our 14 global partners worldwide, we are honored that 13 of them have called this church home at some point in their life, either as a staff member or a congregant. Even this past fall, we sent Graham Bowers, a faithful longtime member of our church, back to Mexico to receive intensive language training so he could continue to serve with effectiveness at the foundation for his ministry's children's home and school in Vicente Guerrero, Mexico. Graham is someone who is part of our yearly short-term missions trip to Mexico, and I'm excited to announce today that we are returning to Mexico in 2023. We will be sending a team from Broadway Church, and we would love for you to be a part of that team. Information about the trip and the information meeting date is available at a table in the foyer. Let me tell you a couple of other stories of how God is using our global workers in this season. Karen Henriksen, who was part of Broadway Church for several years before her transition to being a medical missionary in the country of Angola, tells the story of Narcissio. Narcissio came into our clinic as a 26-year-old, unable to walk, even to sit. His body wasted away. His mother, a tall, stately woman, brought him in, desperate for help. Their home was quite a long way from our clinic. Narcissia was all this woman had. Her husband and siblings and parents had all predeceased her. Narcissia was diagnosed with tuberculosis and malaria. With treatment, he began to sit and take a few steps, and we shared the word and prayed and helped the family with food. 
We were so pleased to see him up and walking, recovering a bit. However, one day he fell unconscious again with malaria. He needed a total of three treatments for malaria while continuing on his tuberculosis medications. Again, he recovered. And after four weeks, they returned home. The mother said the kindness and love that Narcissio had received at the clinic made him warm to the idea to go to church when he returned home. He was hoping going to church would help him control his emotions and his sometimes violent outbursts. Now Narcissio comes to the clinic every two or three weeks to get his tuberculosis medication. The team understands that these drugs are helping cure the sickness in his body, but their consistent witness of Jesus will help Narcissio deal with the heartache in his soul. Karen concludes her story with these words. We pray God's powerful work in his heart and spirit and that he will come to faith in Jesus. He is a beautiful masterpiece in the making. Listen to Nancy Bersaglo, who grew up at Broadway Church and now gives leadership to the Villages of Hope in Africa, tell the story of Chanda. Chanda lost both of her parents when she was a young girl of just nine years old. Her grandmother was not able to take care of her after her parents passed away, and there was nobody that could afford to pay the fees and other costs attached to going to school in Zambia. The Zambian Ministry of Social Welfare brought Chanda to Villages of Hope Changwe, and she was welcomed into the VOH family, where she immediately began attending school. She was in grade three at the time. She was a happy and kind young girl, and she worked hard in school and was also happy to help in any other way she could. Shanda graduated in 2021 and it is her dream to become a nurse. She's living with her grandmother and works in a small shop in a nearby market to support herself and her grandmother. Shanda is an active member of the church in her community and a blessing to her grandmother and everyone that she encounters. Shanda shared the following testimony about her experience being part of a discipleship group. Listen to how she is changing by making the intentional effort to study scripture and talk to God. She says... Being in discipleship has really helped me to grow in my Christian life. I have learned that God is a loving Father. He cares and forgives our sins. And with that, I have learned to love, care, and forgive others. Being in discipleship has really helped me remove my fear. Because the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and of sound mind. And with that, I have the courage to go out into the world and share the love of the Father with those that really need him. People literally on the other side of the world are thankful that Broadway Church is an incubator for global outreach. They are thankful that our global workers are available for God to use them in this season. Next, the Holy Spirit is the initiator of global outreach. Back in the Acts 13 scripture we read, we see the Holy Spirit issued the call for these global workers. In verse 2, we see these words, the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit speaks. This tells us he is not some impersonal force, but rather a person truly God, and one who, as God, is the divine initiator. Listen to this story from Darcy McAllister, who works alongside his wife Leanne, ministering in Hong Kong. When we launched, I felt the Lord calling me to be a light with people who are not yet Christian. So much of our work we do here is with Christian leaders and their lives. It would be easy to just encase our lives in a comfortable Christian bubble. So I joined community tennis groups and have made good friends. One guy, John, was very alone. He told me quite bluntly that no one liked him. So God began to work on my heart for him. I felt God asking me to give him a personalized Bible. The week before I gave it to him, he had said to me, I am not ready. All I had said to him was, hello, nothing more. So I responded, "Uh, not ready for what? He said, not ready to be a Christian. Honestly, all I had said to him was hello. And so I knew God was initiating something in John's heart. 
When I gave him the Bible the next week, he asked me how much he owed me. John began to share what I believed with the other tennis players. Darcy is a Christian, so what do you believe? Then, just a few days ago, he asked me if we could go have coffee. And I was able to share the fulfillment in life that Jesus gives me. Darcy is letting God use him in this season. As a result, Hong Kongers who thought they were just playing tennis with a foreigner are hearing about Jesus and how he changes lives. Next, Christ followers are to be investors in global outreach. The sending of global workers is church-centered and church-supplied. In the New Testament, at the end of Matthew's biography of Jesus' life, he is recounting some of Jesus' last words before he leaves earth. In chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, we read what has become to be known as the Great Commission. And if you are a follower of Jesus, it's actually a call and a command. Let's read it together. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Every believer is to be part of the gospel being preached into all nations and to every creature. How is this possible? Well, first, prayers have to be offered. Luke chapter 10 verse 2 says, He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus is saying this as he is sending out 72 people in pairs of two to share about the kingdom of God. Now, I've always thought that scripture a little bit strange because at the moment he's sending out 72 people, he's praying to God to send out more people. It's because the work is immense and there is not enough workers. Today in our 21st century world, the need is just as great. Let me ask you a question. Who's going to become a global worker on account of your praying? Who's going to go out because of the prayers you have offered? God can use you in this season to begin to pray for the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. Pray. Pray with your family. Pray with your spouse. Pray with your small group. Pray that God would send forth laborers. Let him use you in this way, in this season. Not only do prayers need to be offered, but purses have to be opened. While we cannot say for sure that everyone is called to serve God by going to another context or country or culture to share the hope of Jesus, what we can say for sure is that everyone can give towards the hope of Jesus being preached across the world. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to give to a few projects that your Global Outreach Committee have isolated as needing attention right now. We're presenting these as a, as a package of projects that we have prayerfully considered and we want to ask for your help in supporting. We're asking you to give towards a Boxes of Love project in Slovakia in partnership with our global workers, Sheldon and Anna Armitage. This Boxes of Love project is a little different. Instead of toys and treats for a struggling family, Food and necessities will be delivered to local seniors who live on their own or are living near the poverty line. We will work in partnership with Sheldon and Anna's home church in Bratislava, and this project will help bless 200 seniors in the Bratislava region. Through a partnership with Mission Global, we're able to give towards a church plant in Cambodia. This is a country torn apart by the ethnic genocide of the 1970s. This church will be working out of the university in the capital city of Phnom Penh, this church will also include a children's center, courses for women and struggling moms, and will include a source for fresh drinking water available to the entire community. At the Villages of Hope School that we helped build in 2020 in the Zambian village of Lolongo, we want to purchase Christmas hope packs for the students. These packs contain toys and coloring books, crayons, skipping ropes, books, 
clothing and candy for the children you helped build a school for back in 2020. There's a food crisis right now in Africa and Erdo is set up in Zimbabwe to respond to this. They are also set up through the government of Canada to get a five to one matching grant. So every dollar we give towards this becomes six dollars. And we would like to raise additional where most needed funds to assist our global workers' personal budgets. Now, all of this together would total $25,000. When you add that to the regular missions giving of $15,000 we ask for each month, we are asking that November is a month where we bring in $40,000. Any amount you can give will be appreciated and will help us achieve our goal. God might be calling you today to be part of this. Remember, this is a missions offering. This is above and beyond your regular tithe. If you would like to give in this offering, write Global Outreach Projects on your offering envelope. If you use the online banking option, you can email Shelly Clifford at the church to let her know how much you would like to give. These offerings are going straight from your pocket to the project. 100% of the funds you give will go to the projects we have outlined. We're presenting these as a package of projects that we prayerfully considered and we want to ask for your help in supporting. Is there something you could do today to help us accomplish these projects? And just to inspire you, I wanted to let you know that our children's ministry is also stepping up to participate in another global outreach project. They are helping with a school for marginalized girls in Honduras by helping to fund the purchase of bus passes so these girls can get to school in the city from their rural villages. And if that wasn't enough, our youth have taken on the project of buying dignity kits full of feminine hygiene products for high school aged girls in Afghanistan. This will help these girls be able to get to school as these products are usually too expensive for their families to be able to purchase. Well, let's conclude. I shared a story about baking a cake without eggs as an example of a church that has lost its mission to reach lost people. It's not the church that God designed. And if you are here and you are a Christ follower, we should be personally and actively involved in Christ's command to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This leads me to our big idea. The Christ follower is not to spectate, but to participate in his mission to reach the world. Are you part of the solution? Are you willing to help get the gospel to areas of the world that desperately need it? I began our time today telling you about an interaction I have had with one of our seniors in palliative care. His prayer from his hospital bed was that God would use him in this season. And when I begin, I also ask you to consider the question of how you are letting God use you in this season. You may be at home raising your children and God can use your prayers to send others into the world to share the hope of Jesus. And maybe you've never considered what it means to be truly generous for the kingdom of God with your finances. Maybe you're considering selling everything you have and to go on mission with God in another country. Or maybe you're considering inviting your neighbor over for a meal so you can share with them about the difference Jesus has made in your life. Maybe you need courage to do this. Well, my answer to Ken that day is the answer I have for you today. If we pray, God use me in this season, and we are pursuing Christ-centeredness, then that's a prayer we can be guaranteed God will answer. Partner with us to be a light to a dark world through our global workers. The Christ follower is not to spectate, but to participate in his mission to reach the world. Let's pray. You might be watching this and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. These next few moments could be the most important moments of your life because it's determining which direction you're walking in. You can pray this prayer after me. God, I know that I'm far from you and I want to be close. Would you come and forgive my sin? 
I need your forgiveness. Give me the courage to live a life that pleases you. Change me from the inside out. Help me to tell someone about the decision I've made today in Jesus' name. And God, as we consider these ideas about letting you use us in this season, and we're inspired by the stories from our global workers that we've heard, we pray, God, that we would be close to you and that we would hear your voice, that we would obey, that our hearts would be soft, and that we would go where you would lead us. We pray these things in your name. There's a number on the screen right now. And if you have any questions about Broadway Church, if you'd like prayer, if you'd like any sort of help in the next step in your spiritual journey, text that number and a pastor will be waiting and to respond to you uh, through text and help you on the next step in your journey. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.